Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the inaugural, original, first, what, 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 what do we want to call this, BJ? The, the uh, you said original. Initial? It's, like, it's like there's a, a copycat? Uh, I mean, there uh, could be, well, eventually. You could say, like, the origin story. Uh, the origin story. Ah, this yeah, is, that sounds really good. Oh, yeah, the, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, today. Exactly, yeah. Um, but this is this is the first episode of Matter from Heaven. Uh, we're kind of... You know, experimenting with ways to kind of build community, um, and we really wanted to kind of do something a little different. Uh, I had a little bit of experience doing podcasting, and, and I so have none. Well, you know that's okay, BJ. But I can talk. Uh, so we're we're kind of you know wanting to to try this out and see if we can't try to build a little bit of community uh, with with those here in Tupelo. Um, try to. You know, really reach out to some people and, and kind of give some manna from heaven, you know, for people during their week. You know, we kind of get our fill on Sunday and Wednesday at church, but we, you know, sometimes forget about fulfilling ourselves spiritually through the rest of the week. And We need those other days that end in Y. Exactly. And so that's we... My, that's we, my bad day <laughs> for the day. I have plenty more coming up. So we just kind of want to be able to be, you know, where you can kind of refuel and, and refuel your spiritual man throughout the week um so i'll go ahead and introduce everybody i'm ronnie uh ronnie mcnutt i've i've been attending celebration church since may um they came along and just kind of wrecked my life so um, i have a lot to thank the guys that are on here today with me for and um first person i got with me today is bj he's the uh worship pastor yeah and he's he's just a real good guy um how long you've been involved with Celebration from the beginning? Uh, yes, pretty much since the beginning. I uh, did, when we were doing the uh, vision meetings before we started with the launch, I was involved a little bit here and there, uh, and then God opened the door that I could leave the church I was serving to come to this work, and so I've been with them for over a year now since launch. Okay, awesome. And the next person I got with me is uh, the associate pastor, Dr. the Prophet Matt Mackey. Yep. So Matt, you've been you've been here from the beginning too, right? That that very illustrious response there. Yep. Yeah, I've been here uh, since the beginning, since before there was a celebration church, since before we knew what we were going to call celebration celebration church. And um, so yeah, been here from the beginning, and um, I don't know what to say from there. But oh, it's I fine. <laughs> <laughs> so besides doctoring and prophesying what do you do um well i do a lot of things my wife says i do too many things which i probably do um but yeah i mean besides my business and and professional life uh, i do a lot with the church obviously and i also do a lot of uh, cycling mountain biking bicycling road cycling uh, is probably my main hobby and relief i also play the drums at celebration uh, along with Stephen, our other drummer, and um, just really enjoy that. I'm a worshiper, and it's a way for me to, to worship him. And I also like to sing, too, so one day I'll have that opportunity as well, maybe, as a background vocalist, not and lead vocalist. And there are crickets chirping. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Matt. I love you, buddy. Uh, I've never heard you sing, so can we get that? Can, can, can Ronnie hear you sing for the first time on the podcast today? No. Oh. Oh, but, okay. but maybe maybe soon in the service. Okay, okay. And the final final person we've got with us is the 
actual church planner and current lead pastor of Celebration Church, Rob Sevilla. Yeah, it's good to be here with you guys. It's good to have you here, Rob. So uh, Rob, Rob's given us that kind of awkward glare. He's just like got that smirk on his face. Like <laughs> I just want to see what you're going to say. Say yeah. in the beginning, like Matt, three times. Or... <laughs> um. So so. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, t- tell us a little bit about um, about who you are, Rob, and and what you do. Uh, one for the church, and and also during your free time. Sure. Um. I've been married to my wife, Gina, for 17 years, and we've done ministry off and on for over 20 years, student ministry, um, associate pastorship, uh, helping with the teaching at different churches, uh, obviously a worship leader for a very long time, and so Celebration Church is really a culmination or a combination of all those things, um, and so I am bivocational, and so when we're not here at the church and doing church functions, um, I am a financial advisor, and that's kind of what I do during the day, and that's kind of the main way that I provide for my family. Okay. Um, so we've kind of got everybody introduced now, so I just kind of want to go into uh, with you guys a little bit about like what we're going to be doing here. Um, this this is really going to be a testimony-driven podcast. I want to make sure that, you know, we're going to have a different person in here every week. Uh, like we've got two, two in here right now, but usually it's going to be one other person. And we, we really just want to let Jesus speak to you through other people's lives. And so we want that to always be the focus. It's going to be Christ. It's going to be, he is the superstar. He is He is the key player. He is the person that we want to focus on through this podcast. And so we're going to use people's testimonies to spotlight Jesus. So for this first episode, we're going to kind of go over the actual testimony for the church here in Tupelo known as celebration church and so that's the reason we have both rob and matt with us so rob if you don't mind kind of start at the beginning like where did where did god start planning the idea for celebration church like when was that for you he was probably um several years ago i would say over 10 to 12 years ago i knew that god had always um put that in my heart um, I had actually received a couple of words of knowledge in regards that the Lord would eventually lead me um, down that path. And to be quite honest, you know, I had one, um, you know, man of God one time just said that I was not mature enough at that time to take on that type of venture and that God would use these next several years to mat- mature me. And those several years turned into about 10 years. Um, if I was to be completely honest, I probably ran from the call for about four or five years. Um, but it was about two years ago, maybe a little bit more, two, two and a half years ago, that it started becoming more real, and God started giving me confirmations through people, um, just ran, I mean, just people that I knew, but just at various random events that I would be leading worship at or ministering at, and God began to confirm those things. And so that's, you know, that's kind of where it all started, kind of ran from it from a little bit, and then God just really brought it back to the forefront about, about two to two and a half years ago. All right. So, like, who are the who are the first people who kind of you got involved with it uh, outside of your own family? Who were who kind of the first people who stepped up and, and started building this church with you? Sure. Well, I met uh, Matt, our associate pastor at Trace Crossing. It's probably been five years ago now. 
Um, I think it was longer than that. Actually. Maybe maybe longer. I don't know, but actually just uh, heard overheard a conversation and just kind of stalked him, if you will, and and just we went to eat and we hit it off as good friends. And I began to share some of this vision with him and noticed that we had very similar hearts. And to be honest with you, our first vision meeting, our very first one, was a dud. <laughs> just to be very honest with you, <laughs> I left there very discouraged a little bit and thinking maybe I miss God, but. I think we had uh, uh, one, two, three, four, was it five, maybe six people there. And it seemed like it was, it was actually in Matt Mackey's living room. And we started to look at that. And I don't know if he remembers that, but that night we really just left there kind of praying into it and seeing if God wanted us to start it then. Yeah, we um, we we had people there that, that actually, I think why it felt like a dud is we just had people there that we thought, we're going to be involved with it, but really didn't feel God's calling to be involved. And so I think that's where the, the dud part of it came in. But it really wasn't discouraging in the sense because we knew that, that God had put this uh, vision onto our hearts because really it's, it, you know, it, it started with God speaking to Rob's heart that many years ago. And then as we became friends, it seemed to be that he always accelerated our conversations into this, you know, what is it, what is the church doing? And he, he, we really started to see the shortcomings uh, of the church, not just, I'm not saying the church we were at had shortcomings, but the church in general in, in the South, the Bible Belt, if you will, we started to see how it was a very unbalanced, unhealthy church. Um, it was very religious. It was very, um, you know, basically like we he talked about this morning, uh, it was about self. And here God had us both in a place where we were pursuing more. Uh, in the time before this, uh, me and, and Rob and some other friends, uh, me and, and, and another guy in particular started a whole, uh, movement that went on for a while called Pursue More. And and these were nights that we would get uh, together at various churches all over the place and have a night of worship, a night of someone bringing the word. And it was for people who were seeking more. And so really, I would say that celebration started in both of our hearts with us seeking more of God and being dissatisfied with the current uh role that the church in general was playing not necessarily dissatisfied with where we were personally at the church but recognizing that god had put a call on our heart to plant something completely different i I mean if i said this one time we used to have conversations for hours during the week and you know our wives would be like what's wrong with you two (laughs) but but this was the birthing process of what god was planning in our hearts about celebration and so there's so many things that, that we talked about and then the God was confirming, like Rob said, in both of our lives. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're planting a church. And um, it's like time to really do this. And really it kind of happened a lot faster than I thought it would. And so, you know, in a minute, I guess I'm sure you're going to ask us, what is the vision? What did he put on your heart? And we'll go over that. But... It, these things were birthed over many months, many years, many times of discussion and prayer and and things like that, and just really trying to hear from the Lord as we seeked His or sought His face 
uh, more and more. Okay. Um, wow. I, I, you know, I've been here for quite a few months now and, and didn't even realize really um, how much you guys had put into it before uh, it got started. Um, tell, tell us a little bit, Rob, about some of the, the vision meetings and kind of how um, those went for you. Obviously, you said the first one was a dud, but like at what point during these vision meetings did did you realize that, okay, this, this is happening and, and God is directing this to happen? Well, you know, and I, and I say that, not that I was discouraged like God, I knew God wasn't going to accomplish it, but, you know, if you look at it from a natural eye, you're like, wow, we only have six people that showed up, and two of them now are, don't even know if they want to be involved in this thing. So we waited several months, lots more prayer, discussion, just, and then I just really felt like the Lord said it was time to launch something in uh, around January of 2014. Uh, we started doing vision meetings. We did a couple at the Quality Inn. Uh, over here, um, and each vision meeting, I would say we probably had 15, 20, 25 people that wanted to be a part, were looking for something different, and and that's a cliche that's used a lot in church planning, but we really wanted to be a place that was spirit and truth. You know, we didn't want to be so experiential that there was no solid foundation to that, uh, to ground that, but we also didn't want to be so academic that we were worshiping the theology and not the theology giver, <laughs> you know, and it was very hard to find that. And so these vision meetings started. Um, all of a sudden, I call a friend of mine up one day just to have a discussion with him and was asking him how the church was in the building we're at now, how it was going. And he says, you didn't hear? And I said, no. He says, um, we stopped meeting in November of uh, 2013. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was a confirmation that the Lord was going to open up something for us. So I called the former pastor who I've known for several years, and he basically just said, you can use the building. So we started using it for our vision meetings. And then he said, as long as we just paid the note on the building, he'd leave everything in the building. So it was like moving into a fully furnished house, so to speak. And from there, we were only meeting about once, sometimes twice a month, and we kind of grew from there. Um, you know, I think we were averaging anywhere from 30 to 50 people just depend, you know, it it depended on the event. And then in, um, August of last year, we just celebrated our one year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Um, we kicked off every Sunday. And so that's kind of how it started. To be honest with you, I love what the Lord did because we didn't plant with an organization. Some people may say it was a bad thing. Um, I can't really tell you why. I didn't feel the Lord leading us to do that from a financial standpoint. It would have been a lot easier. But I just really wanted to be part of something that no one else could really get the credit for it except for the Lord. And I'm not saying he could, if, could if we, you know, couldn't have if we planned with an organization. But it's so hard to, even though they allow you to be autonomous, there's still sometimes some strings attached to that. And we just really wanted to strive for that spirit and truth. And so we launched literally um, – with nothing, and here's another story I'll tell you in a confirmation. The Holy Spirit told me to call these these um, several, a couple of people, and one of them I hadn't really spoken to in a few years. I used to serve at their church, but I knew that he had a ministry in finances, and I knew that you know the Lord could use him to bless. And so the, I just felt like the Lord told me to call him, and I called him up, and it was a little bit of an awkward conversation at first, but because of that man sowing into this ministry. He basically paid our mortgage or our rent for like almost six months. Oh, wow. So it was like building wow. with everything in it. I mean, everything was in it, projectors, everything. 
Of course, we've modified some things since then. And then the second confirmation is I call this man. Well, the second man didn't give to the ministry like up front, but he's been a very vital role behind the scenes financially helping us with different things along the way. So I felt like those were some some awesome, some big com- uh, confirmations that the Lord had given us to go to keep to get going. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's 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 amazing to me sometimes when we get kind of bogged down in the details. Um, I know I struggle with that a lot um, working the hours I do and I get bogged down in the details of my day. But, you know, at the end of the day, God's got it in his hands. He's going to take care of it. You know, as long as we're seeking him, he's going to take care of us. And as long as, you know, I feel like you guys were seeking his face, you know, in regards to this congregation and, and, you know, he really took care of the needs. Um, so coming out of the vision meetings, um, what, what, you know, now that it's been established, you know, what, what were the key visions to what you wanted to do here at Celebration? Uh, and kind of just give us your, your the vision, mission statement, you know, any of those key words that, that we kind of use. Well, I, I don't think we ever had a meeting per se on the, the, the name. I just felt really strong about Celebration Church because we really felt the Lord was calling us to the South Tupelo or South Gloucester, Verona area. And as all of us that live here, we know that this area is, is somewhat more financially depressed, uh, maybe we could probably say spiritually depressed as well. And I felt like everybody was planning the other directions, but nobody was coming this way. Even businesses are leaving here. And so I really just felt the Lord said, you need to go this direction, plant something. And so Celebration Church was based off this idea of, you know, the gospel, the good news, of bringing this celebratory message of Jesus. And it's not that Jesus is always a bed of roses, the good news in that we are wicked, depraved people. There is no good in us. There's no, there's no hope in us. But thanks be to God that he sent his own son to make a way for us. That's good news, right? When we couldn't help ourselves, we were drowning our own sin, that God would make a way through his son. And so that was kind of the whole uh, foundation behind um, Celebration Church. And then the Lord gave me these four anchors, one that we celebrate Christ, Right? We believe here that Jesus is our senior pastor. We didn't want a church built on man's personality, on man or two or three families or two or three cliques, but we really wanted Jesus to be the senior pastor and us as leaders follow Christ. So celebrate Christ was the first. Two, celebrate conversion. And what I mean by that is in the Bible Belt, we have basically discounted salvation to nothing more than a superstitious prayer, a very casual thing. And we wanted to get back to understanding what it really means with, with the gravity of our sin, the weight of our depravity, and how serious that is, and, and even how much Christ went through for us to, to be reconciled to the Father, okay? And so there's Christ, right? There's conversion, biblical conversion, true conversion. The third thing was community, and community from two different standpoints, one is that we would have healthy biblical community within the four walls here, you know? There would be more than just a superficial Sunday morning, Wednesday night deal, that we would actually be involved in each other's lives and do life together. But then part B to that is to take this healthy biblical community 
and invade the community all around us, become incarnational, if you will, just like Jesus came to us, right? Jesus, God incarnate, <laughs> we go into the community, right? And, 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 and we um, infiltrate the community with the love of God that has been shown to us. And so we believe that we can't do that effectively if we don't have healthy biblical community here. And then the fourth thing was commission, right? We have Christ. We're converted through Christ. We now have healthy biblical community in Christ. And now what happens is if Christ is truly our King and our Lord, we are now compelled to go and fulfill the Great Commission, right? Through preaching the gospel, through making disciples, through baptizing and church planning and, and missions and all these other things that, that uh, make up the Great uh, Commission. So those are the four anchors that really are the foundation here. And then to put it in a little, little sentence, what we wanted to do was we wanted to love unconditionally, right? We don't love people to get them to come to our church, right? Because we believe in the universal church. We believe that no matter where you're going to church at, as long as it's Christ-centered and gospel-centered, that, you know, you're part of the church, right? It's the people, not the denomination or the building. Right. So we say to love unconditionally, no strings attached. God's love is he just loves you, right? Yeah, we just love you, no strings attached. Uh, number two is we say that we um, serve sacrificially, right? And if, if we truly have that agape love flowing out of us, then we'll serve others, right? Once again, no strings attached. And then the purpose of that is to reach whosoever for the glory of God, right? And that whosoever is really all of us. We tend to put whosoever as the people that have all the problems, right? But the reality is we're all whosoever, Right. Yep. And then the final piece of that is for the glory of God, that we don't just love and serve just to be good, pious people. Right. Just to have good works or to be good, moral people. But rather, our ultimate end goal is to bring glory to God. You have anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, that's definitely uh, everything that our, the vision that the Lord gave us. And again, you know, Rob alluded to this earlier that we. You know, we wanted a uh, a church family in a place where it was uh, spirit and truth. And we saw, you know, me and Rob come spiritually came from very different backgrounds. Uh, he came from a very uh, charismatic, uh, as he calls, crazy charismatic background. I came from <laughs> a very... Um, How do you define crazy charismatic? Um... Let me just say, we, I saw a lot of unusual things that some people wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say, you know, before Matt, Matt brought it up, I'm glad you did, that one of the things that I like and love about Celebration is the fact that we have people here from different backgrounds who have from, as Matt said, the crazy charismatics <laughs> uh, to the ultra conservative, uh, those who What'd were, you point at me for? I didn't. I was pointing <laughs> in the direction you were there. <laughs> anyways, you know, the ultra conservative and, and people even in the middle, but we can all come together and we can agree that we're not here to promote one viewpoint over another. We're here to glorify Christ and lift him high. We're here to celebrate him. And, you know, as Rob was going through his, his four anchors in a poem uh, <laughs> that everything was flowing from Christ because the Bible talks about that Christ is the head of the church. And if everything is under him and like it's supposed to be, it will flow a lot easier. I'm going to let Matt continue right. on. Right. So 
we we had so many conversations because I came from a very traditional um, Bible Belt legalistic background, if you will, denomination where uh, you you never really got the whole gospel, so to speak, taught to you. Um, I'm not saying we never talked about the book of Acts, but uh, the Holy Spirit was kind of just always in the background. It was more the Father, the Son, and uh, we kind of left off the whole Holy oh, Spirit. I, I don't know about you, but like I grew up legalistic too, and it always felt like it was the Father, the Son, and the Law rather than yeah, the Father, yeah. the Son, and the Holy yeah, Spirit. Very much so, and it was more about what Rob preached about today, about uh, trying yourself to be moralistic and to do it yourself to to earn your way to sonship or daughtership instead of um, just submitting your heart to him and letting him uh, do the rest. So we had lots of discussions about that. And, uh, you know, one time I remember I told Rob, I said, you know, if you with me having a background really big in biology and anatomy and physiology and whatnot, I said, you know, there's a term in in that called homeostasis, and what that means Mm -hmm. is balance. And your physical body always tries to maintain homeostasis. And you have certain parts of your body that will raise your your heart rate, and then you have a certain part that will lower it, because if it always stayed raised, you, you know, you wouldn't last very long, right? So you have to have a balance there. And we started talking about spirit and truth and balance. And I said, you know, if God created our bodies to work in balance, then why wouldn't the body of the church work in balance? And we've had so many people, when you talk to them about that or even when you preach about it from the pulpit, they're like, yes, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I've been searching yep. for. That's what It just doesn't make sense to me how all these churches are so different and you know, it's almost like Rob said, they're pushing the doc, their doctrine or their viewpoint on you instead of just being Christ and talking Christ. And so uh, there was that aspect of it. There was the four anchors that he talked about. And then there was the aspect of, you know, um, when I grew up in the church, the, the churches that I grew up in, the pastor was always on a pedestal. He was always yep. uh, the holiest of holies. He never wronged. He never did anything wrong. There was no transparency. And so for me as a believer, I really struggled with that because after becoming a son, you know, I would still sin, right? And and I got very discouraged by that until I finally was around people that were like, well, um, yeah, that's reality. And And Rob's a very real person. And so we sought to be very transparent here and share our struggles because the truth is we're we're all on the level playing field. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and uh, we have his word to remind us of that. Uh, even though as we were sinners, we're, we're no longer, that's not our identity anymore. We still mess up from time to time, right? And so when you have a, a body of believers starting from the leadership down, that can share their struggles with you, that can be transparent with you, to me, it's very encouraging uh, as somebody sitting out in in the audience, if you will, to relate to that and to open up the door to say, man, you know, Pastor Rob, or uh, I've been struggling with this, and and how can I, what can I do? And am I still, you know, because people always, the enemy will say, you well you're not really a christian right you're not really a son you're not really a daughter if you're doing these sins and that's the whole 
condemnation, but we know that Jesus said there is no condemnation if you're in him. So there's that aspect of it. And then there's the aspect of, you know, uh, Rob has a very good uh, ministry of, of, like he says, getting into people's Kool-Aid and, and really oh, being yeah. able to just dive in and, and get to the heart of what's going on with somebody. And I have kind of the ministry of being a good listener and and uh, even though my wife would disagree with that sometimes, but <laughs> I, I have I have the ministry of being a good listener and then and then listening to what's going on in somebody's heart and then trying to encourage them and I don't necessarily have the wall. Neither one of us do have the walls of uh, up to to not be able to approach people and and relate to people that are different from us. And so we knew that God was going to give us a ministry of people that were really struggling, people that struggle with, you know, drug addictions or sex addictions. Um, it, it's it's crazy you bring that up because I remember when that I think we were with a with a core group in here, Rob, and um, you said it straight up that everybody that was here had struggled with an addiction of some sort, yeah. and. That was our our core group of believers that were that were sitting here. You know, that's, that's some of our our every week people, and you don't see that a lot nowadays because those are the kind of people that within a lot of the legalistic churches are run off. Because I know with addictions that I have, even whenever you're able to escape them, they're always there. And it's easy to fall back into. And the first time that you falter in a lot of these legalistic religions, that's it. You know, I mean, that's the term excommunicate or defellowship. And, and you know, I honestly, I feel that there's nothing more unbiblical than that. Well, it's kind of like we teach grace in theory, but we have a hard time. And I'm saying we because... Everybody does. We have a hard time accepting it in practice. Um, I know, I mean, Rob, we've talked about this several times throughout our friendship, and Matt, you've been there too, that we, we, we all, we're just we're good at saying grace, 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 but when it comes time to apply it to our lives, it gets harder because just all of a sudden it's like, well, I messed up. You know, I got to go, you know, give myself some scourges on the back with just flog myself to repent, and God's like, I've given you the blood already to to wash it away. You can walk in that that sonship, as we talked about this morning. But we do. We just like we have this hard time, and it doesn't help that sometimes that our mentality and even as it's taught to us, it just continues on. It just sends it on that we're perpetuating the cycle. It's just going on and on. And you know, Christ came to show us that we don't that we're one we're unable to really can keep the law in and of our own power. We can't do it. And so what he he's just showing us, look, I'm coming and I'm it's done. He came down to do something for us that we couldn't do. That's right. And he paid the price that he didn't know because we couldn't pay it. And his blood washes away the sins and it's just like the story of the prodigal son. That just kind of seems to be the ongoing story here the past couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Where the father came and I like how you said it this morning Rob you know where in the story did the son repent the father just came and just <laughs> hugged him 
covered him. Put, the, the father really didn't even give him time. It yeah, was he yeah. saw him in the distance and he got it ready. Yeah. He just said, "Here, my son, <laughs> my son who was lost is found. He was dead. He's alive." He put a he put a garment on him. He put shoes on him. And of course, the son's mentality was, "I'm just going to be a slave." I'm going to tell you what. In those days, slaves didn't wear shoes. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, he gave him shoes. He gave him a ring. He restored him, and he was still stinking to high heaven of hogs. Yep. And what happened? He just said, "I'm taking you back in." We do. It's just we. It's grace. Not saying that we we, not trying to excuse the fact that we still have a responsibility, but the grace is there to tell us you are never going to be perfect in and of your own power, and that's okay. That's right. Um, so, you know, now we've we've kind of got to the point where you've got you've got this vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a group of broken people that are all seeking the face of God, you know, where, where does, where does it go from here? Like, like where, where do you believe God is leading this church from today onward? Sure. I, I'll be honest with you. We never felt that this would be a mega church plant. Um, not against that. There is a need for that, but we really wanted to cultivate atmospheres of honesty, transparency, intimacy, and so I really felt the Lord called um, Celebration Church to plant three campuses. That's what he has shown me. Um, I feel like all three of those campuses will be planted uh, every two years. And, um, you know, we just wanted to set up these three campuses strategically to grow this church. But there's so many ministries that, you know, we want to flow out of here. We're just we're just not at that point yet, and I don't want to rush God. and. It's so easy sometimes to get jealous of other church plants and other organizations that maybe get everything. It's easy to get your eyes focused on what the Lord is calling you. But, Ronnie, I'll just be honest with you. If you would have told me two years ago this how this church plant would have went our first year and everything, I would have just been like, yeah, I don't think so. Because in our mind, I think we have this picture of what we really want God to do. But it doesn't necessarily mean that's what God is going to do. Right, like I had this, we're going to be at 100 and something people, and we're going to have all this stuff, and blah, 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 and all these things. And it's so easy to get, um, you know, hooked on that, and that's not the way we plan at all. So exactly. from here, we're going to continue to do what we're do, doing, right? We, we want the people no one else wants. We don't mind getting our hands dirty. The gospel is big enough to heal anything and, and everyone. Um, and then two, we want the Lord to give us those two other places where he wants us to strategically plant, and so the Lord will raise up a campus pastor here, and then we'll plant somewhere else, and then he'll raise up a campus pastor there, and then somewhere else he'll raise up a campus campus pastors there. You know, that's kind of the long-term goals. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny. Uh, I feel like I just really placed this, this phrase on my, mind, my heart as you were saying this in my mind. Um, it, it's almost like, Rob, the, that you're working on raising spiritual rehabs. Because we've got so many people here at this campus now who have been injured and hurt and destroyed spiritually by legalism or even emotionalism within the church. And now this is here to provide the healing and the rehab that those people need. And I, I think you're exactly right. I, I think we do have a lot of those people here. But I, I also see that 
that he is starting to send us people that have um, never heard of Christ, and that's oh, really yeah. who we're going after. It's of course we want people that are that are hurting, that have been broken, um, but and and that's what we saw from the very beginning that we would have a lot of you know messy people because as people we are messy because we are so depraved, uh, and 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 to see um, different walks of life of people, if you will. Uh, you know, we see the person with the crack addiction ne- next to the to the bank president, next <laughs> to the lawyer, next to the, you know, uh, single mom who was, you know, abused and this and that. And, and that's what we're seeing. We knew that we were going to get those people because those people are not being loved. And I think that's where the whosoever comes in. And as as human beings, it's easy for us to fall into people that are like us. And, you know, Rob used to say it a lot. He's like, you know, it's weird. You know, me and Matt are are good friends, but we're nothing alike in many ways. And to me, that's Celebration Church. There's a lot of us here that are not alike in really any other way except for one thing, and that's Christ and the love of Christ and his love in us. And, you know, my, my vision that I see for us as well is not only having these other campuses, but having... Um, a lot, a lot of community outreach, um, mm-hmm. and and not for the the sake of hey, let's do something good, but out of the overflow that Rob was talking about this morning of love for those people that are around us that are hurting, that are broken, uh, still that don't know the love of Christ, that don't know or have intimacy with the Father that we do, and if the gospel is so good, which it is, if it is good news then we have to live it and we have to share it with those that are outside these walls. And so right. God had gotten me to a point before we planted and even still that I can't be happy with just doing church, right? I can't just do church anymore. I grew up doing church. And um, in my opinion, that's not what I see in the in the book of Acts. That's not what I see the body of Christ being and doing and living is just coming together on Wednesdays and Sundays. And so the reality is is that we're looking for people that are, it's a lot of things. We're looking for people who are broken, who don't know Christ, right? We're, right. we're looking for those people that maybe have been hurt emotionally or, or uh, spiritually, as you said, in the church. And then we're looking for those people uh, who want more. And they know that, man, I just can't do church anymore. There's got to be... Because, see, that's what happened to me. The Holy Spirit said to me one day 10 or 12 years ago in church, he said, Matt, I was thinking about where I was going to eat lunch, so it was funny that you said the Dacasa <laughs> cheese dip thing today. <laughs> he said, Matt, I mean, it was very convicting. He said, Matt, this is where it all changed for me. I'd been a believer for many years. He said, Matt, do you really think this is all there is? Mm. And I said, no, no, Lord, I don't. And I began to weep. And he and he had me look around, and he began to literally show me. First, he showed me my heart and where it was, and that's what convicted me. And then he started to show me other people's hearts and where it was, and and I felt his compassion and the, and the sadness that he had that there was no relationship there, and so that's why Christ has to be first because it starts with everything starts with that. But I know that there's people out there, and if you look around our audience, it's becoming more and more diverse. 
And I mean, uh, I, I'll just say this. I don't. I believe there's one race, and that's the human race. But obviously, there's different colors of skin. There's different ethnicities that God's created. But we're all his children if we're in the kingdom, right? And he created all of us. And so when you look around our congregation, you're starting to see a lot of differences, not only socially, like I was saying, but also you know physically right and and we know that that is what the church is ultimately coming to from the book of revelations and rob spoke about this before every tribe every tongue every nation so i look around i I just thought that was how he tried to get acceptance because he's hispanic (laughs) that's exactly right (laughs) so you look around and you're starting to see that and it's hard it's like rob said you know sometimes as as humans we get impatient because i'm ready to go out there and i do i believe that god is going to create a ministry through celebration where we're going to have a whole building maybe bigger than this where it's it's a homeless mission and we serve the homeless and we feed them Mm. and we clothe them and we more more importantly than that we we feed them with the word of god and we love those people because you know what nobody loves those people and and if we look at what Christ did throughout his short time on the earth, he always went to those that were unloved and all those that were unreached. And those who those are the people he sought out. And so we're just trying to model that here. But it, it's a little bit hard sometimes because we want it right now. You know, exactly. I want it right now. But I have to be patient and I have to keep diligently praying that God is going to complete this vision. And he's going to provide the ways and the means and the people to actually make this thing work in exactly. that way. And, and that's it's funny you brought that up because with this being the, the first episode of, of Manna from Heaven, um, we've we've had this going, you know, we've been trying to get this going, what, for two, three months now, Rob? And and it was, it was frustrating when yeah. I first had the vision for this and we couldn't get anything to go right to go our way and you know it was frustrating but you know we just i think john still talked about it last week where um you know sometimes he's going to let us sit in front of the sea for a minute until he parts it and shows us the way and i'm just glad that um with getting the the church planted that that all the guys involved and, and women involved with getting us started here um, we're willing to sit and stare at the sea for a little bit before before it got parted. And, and I think we got a little more sea viewing before we get to the end, too. Um, and I want to tell you personally, um, I know all three of you were, were involved pretty much from the beginning. The only one here that wasn't. Um, I'm thankful that it's here. Um, because I, I had give a little bit of my own testimony for a minute we'll get into it in a later episode fully um spent years agnostic and i'd had some encounters with um different churches since becoming agnostic where you know i was almost persuaded uh but it wasn't until here where i believe that as a people that are truly following the spirit regardless of how uncomfortable it made them um that my breakthrough happened because uh rob you you once said that when when you came over to me the morning when my transformation moment happened that 
I looked angry. And a lot of pastors probably would have not wanted to get involved because I didn't want to be there, obviously. Um, but you, you followed the Spirit, and, um, you know, that, that allowed the breakthrough to happen. Because the reason why I was angry is because I knew what was going on. I knew I knew God was trying to touch me, and I didn't believe in God. So, you know, how was that going to work? You know, I don't believe in you. <laughs> you know, so, um, and 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 that's, you know, if that gives you guys encouragement that this is this is working, you know, uh, I hope it does. Um, it, it definitely gives us encouragement because I I can tell you from behind the scenes, um, like Rob was saying earlier. If we had known it, it would be this way the first year, we probably wouldn't have done it. I mean, that's the reality. <laughs> it really – I mean, we knew it was going to be hard, but uh, we didn't know that we would face some of the trials. And I'm not saying that it's easy now because it's still hard. Um, but but when you're doing this thing um, and you, you have a family and you have a other another job, and um, it, it is harder. And you feel guilty sometimes, and but you know at the same time, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It, but you're exactly right. It's people like you, Ronnie, that we talk about behind the scenes to give us encouragement to keep going. And I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't encourage us because he does, but he uses your testimony and people like you to say, you know what, if we just save one Ronnie through all this, crap can i say crap on the podcast <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I just did. pg-13 here yeah. <laughs> i just did that's how real we are <laughs> so through all this crap you know what if we save one person then ultimately it is worth it right and um and, and you're we've had multiple people come forward and so if nothing less even if it ended today it would be worth it um but it is hard and it i'm sure it will continue to be hard and it's just like Rob alluded to this morning. Jesus never said it was going to be easy. Oh, yeah. In fact, he said the opposite. And so that's part of it. And you know what? It may get harder. But that's why we need the community uh, of brothers and sisters in Christ to right. encourage us. That's why I there's days that I don't want to be uh, sometimes. I'm just not. I don't wake up full of, uh, of the, the joy of the Lord. I mean, let's just right. be honest. It doesn't mean that I've lost my love for him. It's just that's just being human, I guess. It is. <laughs> and um, I need a BJ or I need a Rob or I need a Ronnie to encourage me or text me and say, you know, to get me out of my comfort zone. That's really what it comes down to. And it's amazing if one person just takes the opportunity to go over and hug somebody or go over and speak to somebody that they would not normally hang out with or speak to that's totally different from them, it's infectious in a good it way. Is. Normally infections are not good, but well, in it, this it, case it is. It, it's really funny you brought that up because that's that has been something I've struggled with, Rob, from day one is with our meet and greet time in the mornings, which, you know, we usually have like a praise song and we have some meet and greet after it, you know, praise songs kind of bring people in and we, and, you know, and Rob's always said, you know, find somebody that you don't know. And I'm not good with that. I, oh, I, I'm not good with going to somebody and being like, hey, hey, my name's Ronnie. How's it going? You know, I, I would rather, you know, go over to BJ and be like, love you, BJ, and go over to Rob, but I love you, Rob, and then go sit down. You know, I don't want to get, you know, it's it's not something I'm comfortable with. Um, but 
through encouragement from you know multiple people you know i've started trying to step out from that and all of a sudden i'm starting to find that that circle of people that i want to go to and be like i love you bj is starting to grow because now i've got john and i've got you know all these different people that if i hadn't stepped out of the comfort stone in the first place i wouldn't have had my circle and and that's one thing that i find amazing here is the effort rob that that you go to as lead pastor to make sure that the community building happens because you you always make that emphasis find somebody you don't know then you're always introducing people you know you're always getting in people's kool-aid and you know kind of being the the focal point you know or the central point of the community building and sometimes i feel that that can be where pastors mess up um where they get their circle and that's it sure and they're no longer that center point of the community building you know and i feel that you really succeed there rob and we're we're really really thankful that you you do that um even though when you text me whenever i hadn't been at church for two weeks at five in the morning i get a little aggravated um but you know it's it's okay he specifically waited till five in the morning he yeah. could he could have done it at like well 11, i was i mean i was still awake so it yeah, wasn't that well, big a deal but. and i don't know what our time is but i'll i'll give a closing thought for me here is just real quickly is if the good news if this gospel is so good then why do such a high percentage of christians never share him or uh. share it and the point I'm trying to make is even with you, if I didn't really believe in the bill of goods I was selling, I never would have came over here and said, hey, Ronnie, you look like you're angry, right? I never would have texted Ronnie, right? I never would have went after Ronnie when, when, when Ronnie kind of, you know, lost his way there for a minute or two. But I wanted Ronnie to know that if we're the church and we're supposed to match the head, which is Christ, I wanted you to know that we were pursuing you with that same relentless love, right? But it's because of the fact that I really believe that it is good news. And it's the only news that will ever transform your life, my life, or the world's. Here's part B to that. Part B to that is there's a lot of people in the church today that are unhealthy. Not necessarily from a theological standpoint, but just what you talked about, spiritual rehabs. And so what happens is maybe they came up and said a prayer. Maybe they gave their life to Christ, but they really don't believe they're a son and daughter, right? That's right. They really don't. And so what happens is when they're not even sure of who they are in Christ and the enemy keeps them in that mode, guess what? They're never going to share the good news with anyone, right? They're just never going to. And then the other side of it, you just got people that come to church. They're self-righteous. They're in their cliques. They're in their circles. And to be honest with you, they're just very maintenance-minded. We wanted to be a church that broke all those molds, that said, you know what, we want to disciple healthy, healthy Christians. We want to know who they are in Christ. Because if they really know who they are in Christ and they get it, they're going to be compelled to go share the good news. Right? That's why we preach against self here all the time. I'm a broken record. I know sometimes <laughs> people go, oh, my God, another message Here he on goes self. again. Right, here he goes again on self. <laughs> but it's because it's such a constant battle. We saw in the garden today, right, even before the garden, we saw Lucifer, right? We saw how much self and pride gets in the way, right. and the enemy will use that to try to destroy or to detour the plans of God, which we know he can't ultimately. So we, we wanted to be a church 
where people knew who they were, um, understood who they were, and wanted to live a life out of that. Right? We don't do homeless ministries and uh, I, I pray one day God gives us an adoption ministry. My wife and her big advocates of adoption. I pray that he gives us a children, all these different things, children's ministry. But the difference is I don't want to do it just to be a good church. I want it to overflow out of, out of knowing who we are in Christ. Exactly. Um, and, and I'm going to go ahead and kind of start moving us towards closing out tonight. Um, and I never want to ever with this podcast – and without sharing that gospel. Um, so if you're out there and you're listening to this um, and you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I, w- I want to tell you a little bit about him. He is a, he's an individual that was both divine and man. And he came from heaven to this earth to pardon you from your sins that you commit on a daily basis. No one is good. No one is sinless. He went to the cross and shed his blood as a sinless individual in order to pardon you from that sin. So if you want to know a little bit more about how to seek Jesus I encourage you to look us up. What's the Facebook page? Facebook page is just facebook.com, uh, and then it's just Celebration. I think it's Celebration Church MS. I think it's what it is. Uh, look us up. Get in contact with us. We'll help you out. Um, I, I don't want to necessarily provide some prayer because that's not what it's about. It's about seeking the face look, of God. There's also a website, not just on Facebook. There's also a website, and I think it is Celebration Church MS.org. And you can find information, contact information for Rob, for Matt, for myself, uh, and even just for the church in general there. And so if you want prayer, uh, we we want would love to pray for you. Wherever you are in this world, if you need prayer, we will stand with you in prayer. So check it out, celebrationchurchms.org. Hi, right, guys. And if you need anything, you know, just, just let us know whatever way you want to do. Um, get in contact with us and and like bj said you know that's that's where we find our joy we we would love to to pray for you and to talk to you about anything that you you need or want to know um so rob i'm going to get you to uh to close us out in prayer if you don't mind sir father we just thank you um for this vision that you've given ronnie and then even bj god to use this podcast as a way to share the good news so that we could celebrate you, God, and maybe in front of an audience that maybe we would not reach here in the building or in other avenues, God. So I just pray that you would take that vision and you would take this ministry and that you would bless it um, for your glory and your glory alone. But, Father, I just pray for all those listening, whether they're stuck in a religious mindset, whether they're just broken beyond repair or they think they are, or whether they don't know Christ, they don't know you, Father, I just pray that you would use this as another avenue to draw people to your love, to draw people to be healed, and to draw people ultimately to have a healthy relationship with you. So, Father, we give you all the credit and all the glory for it, and we just thank you what you're going to do. And we pray for the South Tupelo area. We pray for the Verona area, God. 
And Father, we just pray for those souls, God, that we know that you're going to have us reach for your glory and your glory alone. So we give it all to you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.